What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, and I'm joined by Rachel Mogan hey. and Zachary Parks. What's going on? So for this episode today, we thought that we would talk about games that we have a love-hate relationship with and why that is. We're going to list off our top three of those games, or bottom three, however you want to say it. <laughs> but uh, anyway... We just wanted to kind of share our thoughts on that and why, what, what, what makes a game, what about a certain game made it where we could not put it down, even though it drove us crazy. So you know, we'll. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a good description. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good description because it's like these aren't games that I totally hate. These are games that, for some reason or another, I do love playing. But as I'm playing it, I can either a get really frustrated, or I think there's some a lot of poor things about it. But I don't, like you said, put it down. Yeah. And I mean, every game on my list, I've completed multiple times. So it's certainly not that. Again, I don't hate them to death. I'm not never going to play them again. But there are definitely those periods where you may have to step away from the game for an extended period of time if you just reach your limit and you just can't do it anymore you have to take a step back and then come back to it later on once you've calmed down a bit more right yeah i mean same with me i put hours into all my into the games that i have on that on my list too and it's just you know he's making some hand gestures I'm making hand gestures. I, I, I really was starting to go somewhere on that thought and now i just completely lost it so without further ado let's jump right into the lists okay all right because right. i feel like that intro on my part was terrible but we're gonna just go right on and it, with it, it. it <laughs> we're, we're learning as we go we're learning yeah, as we go so all right so zach let's start we're with you start with me we're just gonna start with you okay. what is your number three okay so i did this in order i don't know about you guys but my number three he did this five seconds ago that is not true i just let y'all do ago. he five was not ready he's just I was pretending ready. he was ready i am ready it's all written down but i did it in i don't know why i picked this order maybe because I'm, i know my number one's most relevant um but we'll start with number three so number three for me is gears of war and I played the first two Gears. I didn't play number three. And I think number four is, they just announced that it's coming out. I think that's right. I mean, they've had, it's the first one that's titled Gears of War 4. Okay. But they've had, but they've had other installments. Uh, crap. What's it called? Because they had, yeah, they had one, two, and three. And then Judgment, I think. Gears of War oh. Judgment. Oh. But it focused okay. on a side character, not Felix. Uh, okay. Baird. Gotcha. Gotcha. I think, I, yeah, maybe that does actually sound familiar. But I did play the first two. And. For me, when I was like kind of thinking about this list and I think about games that I love and also dislike to a degree, sometimes for me it's like the entire package of what they're selling. So when Gears like first came out, and it's a little hazy in my memory, but I remember like Cliff Blazinski, who is mm -hmm. I think head of Unreal, or at least he was at the time. I don't know if he still is, came out, you know, they they had such a it was such a show for this game and it kind of went from zero to 60 in like a second i feel like this game came out and just kind of sort of changed the direction of xbox and like third person shooters and cover based system games which is all fine and great but i've also felt like it was manufactured 
in a way, and you start to see that, I think, as kind of maybe as you grow up, but it was manufactured in a way just to really hook people in, a little exploitative towards the gore, towards stuff like that, mm. which was, you know, at the time was, like, really great for me. You know, I love that stuff, you know? Was <laughs> the like, chainsaw oh, gun. The chainsaw back in gun. darker days. Yeah, back <laughs> when I like to cut people in half. But the chainsaw gun, like, this is the idea, like, yeah, it's really cool. A lot of people talk about, like, some of the best video game weapons of all time. That is usually on there, the, yeah. chainsaw, the chainsaw gun. gun. <laughs> but you can also, at the same time, just be like, God, this is just ridiculous. Like, just whatever it takes to get people to play and, like, cut people in half. Yeah. And that's fine, you know? And that's not... I I don't want to harp on that and, like, totally downplay the game. Because a lot of it, again, it's great. Like, the cover system and the campaign, I loved a lot. What pissed me off, really, the most was the multiplayer components of it. Now, was this offline or online? This was online. And most of it I did really love. But there was moments, especially in the first one, I think they might have nerfed it down the second one was like the shotgun for example that weapon was so overpowered Mm. and i don't think there's been a game in my life where i've been like this is fucking bullshit like i don't think i've said that more (laughs) than with gears of war because people would just roll across the map with their shotgun and just blast my face off trying to be tactical and so that's a tough thing and i think it's hard for games to nail this especially games that are quote-unquote tactical or team-based they can there's loopholes where if you try to do that, someone can exploit you and like a single person can just not play like kind of the way the game's supposed to be played and they can just totally fuck you up. And yeah. so that kind of happened with Gears. People found these glitches, these loopholes, not totally Gears' fault, but with people, the players' faults, they just managed to destroy me. <laughs> and when I wanted to play how the game I thought was supposed to be played. You're just so yeah. married to the chainsaw gun. You got to branch know, out. I know. I, <laughs> Get I, I, on board I, with the shotgun. I know. You have to. And I have these like visual memories of like, I have like, have, like a pistol and a guy would like run across the map, chainsaw like ready. And I'd be <laughs> shooting at him and he would just eventually get to me and chainsaw me in half. And I'd be like, I'm turning my fucking system off. You know, I'm done. It's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> I've seen a lot of that, that same kind of thing. And that's really pissed me off when I've been playing uh, GTA online. Oh, wow. That's an interesting one yeah because stuff like that happens in gta online i love the gta online but oh my god it drives me absolutely crazy yeah. when i'm trying to play just a death match and there's one dude who's just running around and rolling yes they're doing the roll yes. thing you, you talking about it being in gears is what right. made me think of it they're just rolling around all over the place <laughs> you can't shoot them and they just roll right up and just go i know and you're dead i know and you're like, like something i would do <laughs> well you just feel like this doesn't isn't how the game's supposed to be played you know no, it's just like, somebody being a dick yeah just I running know, around like crazy it's, and yeah, I guess you can't really say they're cheating because they're right. not. The game allows you to do that. You can't say that they're, you know, not playing it right because again, they are because the game lets you do it. Right. Really, they're but, playing it the most correctly because they're it's winning. Like, you don't want to sink to that level either. You're, you're no. like, I'm not going to start rolling around. Like that doesn't seem right. I'm not that no. type of person. I mean, I will. I will use the roll strategically. I will sure. roll when I need to to dodge somebody coming in. But I'm not. But no, I'm not. I'm not just going to run around the map just rolling everywhere, being like, woohoo, let's go. Everybody right. knows but it gets works. you across the map it faster. It does work, and that drives yeah. me crazy. Because right. I, because even with with GTA, I like to turn off. I would love, and with any Rockstar games, I like to try to turn off the aim assist and just be like free aim. You oh. cannot do that trying to play online. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> because with uh, people like that who just yeah. roll out, you you're just done. Yeah. you can't even you can't even get close to trying right. to shoot. Right, and so that the community sort of takes the game in another direction. And so I guess not a total knock on gears, but that was something that I loved the game and the campaign, especially. I really did like. I thought it was cool, and I remember there was a lot of hype surrounding it, but I thought it lived up to it. But the online really pissed me off. And online's what I kept playing afterwards, you know? That's what yeah. I was going to ask. Do you think you would it would be on your list if it didn't have the online the multiplayer facet to it and was just <laughs> campaign? I don't know. Maybe because there was st- I still have some 
you know, I'm still, I still feel iffy about the overall package of how the game was delivered and presented by the studio and like. I just I, did I already say that Cliff Lindsay came out on stage yeah. with a real and oh, just, no. oh no you didn't out, say that he came out with the stage with a real chainsaw assault rifle and you just oh want to like God. roll your eyes and you're like come on like this seems <laughs> so like maybe he like already it. had that at his house and that's why they put it in the game yeah maybe because <laughs> like he's so. actually a psycho <laughs> he's a, this would be a good weapon <laughs> yeah I've killed people with this <laughs> it works in real life everyone comes out good no yeah no, I, that's what I remember too when all my friends started playing Gears because I felt like it was Halo and then Gears were the two Xbox sure. games I was hearing yeah, about yeah. all the time. Sure. And yeah, that was the main thing that they talked about was, no, you get to cut these in half right. with a chainsaw and attached like, to your gun. On. And like, it's just so like, yes, it's awesome. And when right. I finally played Gears, I was like, oh. It's satisfying. Oh, <laughs> it is satisfying. So cool. It is. But no, but no, it, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like. I don't know what the right word is. Is it exploitative or is it um, over the top? I don't, probably over the you top know, is what just I like, yeah. It seems like they're just trying to get people to keep playing. Yeah. Over the top, but awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. I know. Love, hate, man. It's there. Yeah. No, I totally understand. Okay. So, yeah, that was my number three. Nice. Gears 1 and 2. I haven't played 3 in Judge, Judgment Day. When is it? Yeah, Judgment Day or okay. Judgment, something like that. I can't remember exactly. All right. They're all looking at me, so I guess it's my turn. <laughs> yep. Um, so, my number three as resident Nintendo person of our little triad, um, it's definitely going to be a Zelda game, and it's going to be The Legend of Zelda Phantom Hourglass. So neither of them look like they have any idea. <laughs> I don't know what that <laughs> like is. Like the blank eyes, they I don't need, even know. You know so, I don't even know the Twilight Princess. So my timeline may or may not be correct, but um, Wind Waker came out for the GameCube, and then the one right after that would have been Twilight Princess for the Wii. And then technically the next one would have been, I'm pretty sure I've got it right, that it's Phantom Hourglass. So Twilight Princess had nothing to do with Wind Waker. Phantom Hourglass is absolutely meant to be a direct sequel to Wind Waker. So when they first announced it, obviously as one of my all-time favorite games, I flipped my shit. It was, I was so excited. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe they're making a sequel. And it's on the handheld system now. So it came out for the DS. And so of course I bought it on day one. And coming from being so strongly entrenched in Wind Waker, Going to the direct sequel was difficult because obviously it can never really compete with your level of nostalgia for one mm. of your favorite games. So a big part of my love-hate relationship for Phantom Hourglass comes from, I love it, it's a really good installment in the series, but compared to what I was expecting, the bar that had been set in my memory by Wind Waker there was no way it could have lived up to it. And it still doesn't because it's just not something you can overcome when something that you've grown up with suddenly has this little companion piece and you look at it and go, you are not quite what I was looking for. Yeah. So namely the things that really were quite infuriating about <laughs> Phantom Hourglass is they really did the atmosphere very well. Again, you're on the great ocean, so you have all of this big expansive map area to explore. It's got a great exploration factor, but bafflingly, the game mechanics were just, I don't know how they made the decision. So the DS, you have the stylus, but you also have the D-pad mm -hmm. and you also have the analog stick. They chose to make it to where you do not use the D-pad or the analog stick at all. I, only the stylus. I remember this. Your entire mode of fighting, of movement, oh, of interaction <laughs> is entirely based on the stylus, which after you get used to it, isn't that bad, but it still never, 
it's just not the intuitive choice. So actually just yeah. today, I was like, oh, I'm going to talk about Phantom Hourglass. It's the one I can play from my bed. So I'd better pick up my DS and play it again. See, see, just refresh my memory about what I didn't like about it. Immediately, I was like, why can't I move? Right. <laughs> oh, because I'm trying to use the D-pad and the analog stick, and that's not how you play this game. So just from a sheer mechanical viewpoint, it was really different and really hard to adjust to, and it made the game a little bit wonky just because when you're in battle you're trying to fight people you don't really have like a lock-on system so mm -hmm. you're just kind of swiping around all over the screen huh. with your stylus and i didn't at the beginning i did not do well i got better eventually but it was really hard it was just a hard adjustment at first and then the game itself in terms of really just the overarching story I was very disappointed because in Wind Waker, there's the character Tetra, who is also, oh, spoiler alert, she's also Princess Zelda. Whoa, okay, crazy. for that. I know, it's only been, what, 15 years? <laughs> so, so Tetra is actually back in Phantom Hourglass. She's not actually Princess Zelda. She's Tetra. She's, you know, she's a pirate. She's salty. She's swarthy. She's awesome. But in the very beginning portion of the game, the entire story that the game is based around is she gets turned into stone per usual so it's another i was hoping so much that she would be a bigger part of the game and maybe even playable and she wasn't so that was really a disappointment for me just because i knew she was going to be in it and i was expecting oh maybe she's actually your companion this time you know link's little person who's always there with him nope turned to stone immediately unplayable not even, mm. you don't even interact with her at all. Really? She, the, she just mentioned no. at the beginning and then she, that's so it? So at the very beginning of the, of the game, she they find a ghost ship. And so mm. you board the ship because Tetra's like, there's got to be treasure on there. And I'm like, shit, yeah, there's going to be treasure <laughs> on there. Let's go get some ghost treasure. Immediately turned into stone. And <laughs> it's just like, god damn it. Again, like in the first five seconds of the game. So she just immediately is out of the picture. So the game, of course, is you as Link and your other companion, Linebeck, who is really awesome. I love Linebeck to pieces. Um, but it's just not Tetra, and it wasn't what I was hoping for. So in a lot of ways, I was just let down by the game. Mm -hmm. But it's still something that I've, again, played multiple times because it's still very enjoyable. It's still a really well-done game. So going back to it after a few years of not playing it, which I do periodically for most of my games, it's always like, oh, yeah, I do like this game mm -hmm. after all. There are just certain elements of it that were a letdown. Hmm. I remember when that was coming out. I don't know if there's commercials or something I saw online, but like them doing the stylus and stuff. And I remember yeah. having similar thoughts. I was like, you know, how was, is that going to work? Right? How could that? Is that, that that's not where he can go into walls, is it? No, that's, that's uh, a link between worlds. Okay, which is awesome. I heard good things. We, about I that will one. eventually find a way to talk about that game. Okay, I'm but sure. <laughs> not quite enough time now. I think that I'm, we should be moving on to Jarrett. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. I was just going to say it sounds like what they were trying to do with the stylus was make it similar to the Wii, I guess, because you're using, you're not bound by the controller, you're using more of your own fluid motion, which is what they were trying to sell with the Wii, so maybe they were trying to replicate that experience onto See, the, the DS. See, the only way that but, it really yeah. worked is that for the map portion, when you were going to basically chart the course that your ship would sail, mm -hmm. that was when the stylus made sense, because it would basically pull up a flat 2D map, and you would literally draw out where your ship was going to go. And you could do crazy loops and go wherever you yeah. wanted to. So that made sense. I don't think it made sense for the entirety of the gameplay to be no. based on the stylus. Right. I think, I that think would it get very should have annoying. been diversified. Yeah. yeah. All right, so we'll go next with my number three, which is... 
Assassin's Creed, but not necessarily any one Assassin's Creed. I'm doing this again. I'm choosing a series, not necessarily a game. I'm sorry. I'm going to do it. You good old It's not. It's no, 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 no. Oh, God. You had to bring that back up again. I'm going to bring it up every time. But no, so the reason why I have a love-hate relationship with Assassin's Creed is due to the fact that they are uh, th- that they're annualized, that they're annualized games at this point. Because I played Assassin's Creed 1, and I loved it. It was super fun, uh, because I really loved that time period of the Crusades and all that stuff anyway, so it was really cool to get, like, uh, to delve into that time period and to see these ancient locations and all this in, in their time period. It was, it was a very immersive world. And then Assassin's Creed 2 also was awesome and was better than the first one because it allowed you to do more things. You could open treasure chests and start buying, uh, you know, you could start buying upgrades for your base and, and all these other things. It was just a lot more. It really enhanced the gameplay. But then really since then, all the way up until Assassin's Creed 3, when they added in naval play, they didn't really change a whole lot. They changed the. They changed the. Uh, they would change minor mechanics. They would add small little things, but mostly the biggest thing that would change is your location and your character. And for a while, though, still they were still on Ezio, which is the character from Assassin's Creed Two. Okay, mm. well I'll take that back. They kept Ezio through from two, then they had Brotherhood and then Revelations, and then they went to three, and okay. then they changed characters from okay. Ezio. Yeah, mm. gotcha. Oh, yeah, I know they did some. Uh, like what do you call them? Off, you know, just like little side. They weren't. They were. They were, they were full games, right? Mm-hmm. But they were just not focused. They were, yeah, they weren't. They, they weren't. They were still in sta- the lore of. Yeah, the they still world. stayed on Ezio, so that way they. So that way they never. They didn't call them two or three or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. three or four or anything like that. Right. And so then, whenever they changed, completely changed location and store and character with Assassin's Creed Three, and you know, did it with during the American Revolutionary War. Then they changed the character. They called it Assassin's Creed Three, and then they added in the naval the naval um, gameplay, mm-hmm. which was really cool, and it was a great change. But here's the problem about them: is that th- they come out so often that honestly, there's not really that much difference <laughs> in between any of the games. Yeah. Now, see, even when you're listing all of these games, I'm going, aren't there like twenty thousand? Because I, st- I feel like more? I see <laughs> new news about oh, this is the new Assassin's Creed right. all the freaking time. Well, because as soon as the one comes out, two months later, they're teasing the next one. Sure. And the problem that drives me crazy about that is that it's the same studio that makes them. Is it Ubisoft? Yeah, it's Ubisoft. Yeah. And I like Ubisoft. Like, I love Ubisoft. You know, I play so many Ubisoft me, games. Me too. I've clocked in a lot of hours. Do you with think Ubisoft. their employees are like sick of Assassin's Creed? Like, do you think they're sitting well, there I mean, making them do installments well, going, to like, not again? Yeah, it's like Call of Duty or any of these other things that come out so frequently. But see, Call of Duty has it has it figured out, and I think they're doing it the right way, where they separate each. It's annualized, yes, but they share the load between three different studios. That's right. You're right. Sledgehammer, Treyarch, and. Uh, Activision? Does that even exist anymore? Activision, I think, is more of a distributor right now. Okay. I'll fact check that. But yeah, it's Treyarch. Damn it. Went blank. But anyway, they, they keep theirs between three different studios. And so that way, while, you know, there's the third. There's one game, one studio releases, like Treyarch's about to release Black right. Ops 3. Right. Then you know, next year, will be the, there'll be another studio. Mm-hmm. Then the second studio. And then it's Treyarch's turn right, again. Right, 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 right. And so they're able to really, in between each one, push the boundaries and deliver new exciting actually new and cool features mm-hmm. whereas assassin's creed it just goes on it's the same story but here's why i have the love hate or it's not the same story it's the same idea 
But here's why I have the love hate about it is because even though that's the case, you're gonna. I buy still it. am gonna play it and <laughs> still gonna buy it. And they that gotcha. Ju- hey, because hooked. because uh, again, it's for me. It's a, I'm a sucker for that for history and a sucker for that time period. So anything that's gonna make me feel like I'm you know fighting knights and all I this mean, other stuff is I'm gonna rate, go crazy though, about. Eventually, they're gonna make it to like the 1990s. And you'll be yeah. fighting your yeah, way this new through one, dance seriously. clubs. <laughs> seriously. This, this next one that's about to come out is Victorian London. Oh my so God, they're running can, out of yeah, history. They are. They they are. are. They're catching up to the present pretty quick. And so now I'm actually I'm actually behind. You know, they came out with Unity, which I... Uh, Unity. They, last year they did even something even different. They came out with two at the same time. They came out with Assassin's Creed Unity for PS4 and which or, I for played. all systems. I did play that one. Was it good? I, I mean, haven't played well, it yet. I, I played, have it. I played as like I you pl- started the first I've mission. Played missions. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then you know, and that was the big deal. And that one came out is that there were so many glitches about it. Like sometimes the character models would be completely off. Oh, I saw you could those. See, it like would their be eyeballs. It would be the eyeballs and <laughs> mouth no floating there. Yeah, yeah no skin, yeah. no face. Well, that was, sounds like an improvement. That sounds like fun. <laughs> Make it cool. It's not a glitch. And of course, everyone's the the main argument with that was everyone was just like, well, you know, they they have to rush it out and they have to hit this deadline. So yeah, there's going to be glitches. Well, then stop trying to hit this right. deadline. Seriously. Right. Make the game I good. I know. You know? I know. That's a whole conversation. Oh, that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> exactly. Is, but I totally hear you. But still, regardless of all that and regardless of my complaints about it, like I said right now, I'm actually behind. I haven't played Unity, Rogue, and Syndicate. And so, you know, I'm going to be behind on those for a little while. But still, regardless of how I feel about how they choose to annualize their game and the and how they they make them, yeah, I'm still going to get my money to Ubisoft to play Assassin's Creed. So yeah. that's why it's in my number three on my list of love-hate. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. Um, so my number three, coming back to me. Your number two. You oh, my number You've two. You've already done your number I, three. I already did my number two. I think I messed up last time when I said that, too. I'll never get that <laughs> Wait, what did you say last time? Number two? I think two? I said where's nine, the, number two. Oh, no, you're on your all one, over yeah, the Yeah, you're on your number one. He has no it. idea what's happening. Uh, my <laughs> number two is the original Mario Party for N64. Nice. I've never played any of the other Mario Parties. Because <laughs> they're up to like 10 now. I think You're so. Really I think so. Yeah, I know. I'm really behind. But I played and loved the first one. I clocked in a lot of hours on the original Mario Party with all my friends from childhood. That was like nice. our game. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I loved it. I played it all the time. And I'm, all my friends loved it. But I know myself, and I'm sure all my friends also hated it because <laughs> of a multitude of things and i kind of compare it to monopoly i'd say yeah. there's just so many arguments and ways that <laughs> there could be uh your friends sort of screwing you over yeah, it's a real test of the it friendship is. <laughs> it is and there's like specific game types that come up like chance time and um. there's one where there's like three blocks above your head and you hit the first one and it lands on like Mario's head and I'll be Mario. And then the middle one is like Mario gives all his stars too. And oh, then it's the, the right no. one. It's like Yoshi. And it's just oh. like, and you know, you don't have control over that, but it will make you like pissed off at your friend and stuff. So yeah. the, I mean, and the, but other than that, like there's so many great things I can say about it because like the mini games are awesome. Um, the whole design, I mean, all like like I've said before, Nintendo, the whole design of it is like really, it's really fun. It's like adorable. You're on these like different maps with all the miniature characters. But there's so many moments like that that can occur where you, there just seems like there's a misbalance, I guess, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. and you can just. Yeah, where like one person has all the good luck the whole sure. game and you keep getting the the 
short end of the stick and it's just really frustrating. Right. You can land on a space and everything goes to shit. Your whole world's <laughs> The turnaround is so quick. Yeah. And so there's stuff like that that is obviously, that's it can make you hate it too. You know, just right. when, when things kind of feel out of your control, yeah. I think people can get pretty frustrated, especially when they're playing a game and they're holding a control that's quote unquote supposed to control this character, yeah. you know, and you don't and things can get out of hand very quickly. It can spiral very easily. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, that's really kind of all I have to say about Mario Party. I've never played the other ones. Um, I do love it, and I do see them coming out. They look silly to me. I don't really have any interest. Yeah. I think I've there's something played... about the original that I think, A, is nostalgic for me, but it's B, it just seems like the most simple. And like, I think they always try to maybe add new stuff. that Just keep it simple, like mm-hmm. they did with the original Mario Party. Would, is Some of the always. newer ones have been fun. The most recent one that I've played was 9. And okay. it is fun, but I'm not... I mean, it just you know, it's it wasn't the same. Yeah. So it's a good. It's when you have friends over that play video games. Yeah, I mean, it's a if good you're option. looking yeah. for something to do together, and yeah. you're like, which of my friends am I ready to end it with? Right. You let's just, test let's this just relationship. Bring up Mario Party and <laughs> yeah. get this over with. <laughs> well, I'm gonna then really quick. If you're done with your number two, I'm gonna go ahead and jump to my number two. Oh, oh God. sorry, Reversing I'm going out, the but order. just because Rude. just because it's it's very similar to his. My number two. No, I like it. We're switching. It my up. my number two is Mario Kart, the original sixty four. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay. See, so yeah, see, there's is. the connotation. Okay. There's the okay. tie. Yes. There's the tie. <laughs> yes. So the uh, so the thing is with Mario Kart now. I love Mario Kart. Yes. Why I hate it. I know. Like, is there any person that's going boo Mario Kart? (laughs) Why I hate it is because compared to everyone else that I've played against, I am terrible. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a personal problem. (laughs) (laughs) It is a personal personal problem. It's absolutely a personal problem. But still, that makes me have this very strong love-hate relationship with it because because our friends will come over. We have it on the N64. We we don't have it on any newer systems, any of the newer models or anything like that. And so – Whenever uh, my wife and I's friends come over, and we'll and, you know and we'll bust it out and be like, "Hey, uh, let's play more some Mario Kart." And same thing, the same two or three friends in- will will always win. Yeah. Whenever my wife and I play it, just the two of us, she will always win <laughs> because that was just her shit when she was a kid. That's what she would play, and so. I didn't have an N64 when I was growing up. And so that, Sadly. and so I would, yeah. And so I would have to go and was only able to play really when I went to friend's house. So all these people grew up with this lifetime of experience. And, and if it's, I play anybody on any other multiplayer game, like current multiplayer game, something like that against people, I'm really good and it could hold my own. Right. Mario Kart, it's, once in a blue moon, right. I will win. We have got to play the newer ones. We like, should. We yeah. Oh, I've, I heard the new ones great. The new it's ones fantastic. It's oh, it's fantastic. I played. I played the demo played and stuff, it. and it's fantastic. It just makes you feel any better. I'm not very good either. So well, like, it's all maybe, so relative, like, man. Like, how do you? How are you good at Mario Kart? I I, I understand. It's all about the turn. It is all right. I know. Someone can do the right, jump the and they get the boost. Yeah, that's annoying. Yeah, I know. And so for people who really know how to do that, me, I'm just driving and trying to not try to put my blinker on. Yeah, you know, instead of taking the next turn because because my my problem, especially with racing games, is I just go all out, and it takes a lot for me to remember, like, oh, no, I actually do kind of have to break and slow down on turns, or else I'm not going to make this turn. Right. But my... So my Forza. Yeah, exactly. My, fir- my yeah. first impression is just to gun it and just go, because <laughs> that's how I'm going to get there faster. But, you know, so because of that reason, that is the only reason again that I have a love-hate relationship with it. But that being said, I love it. Yeah. 
I know, and, and I love super fun Mario to play. Yeah. And it's even if party. you never win, you're even still if I play never it. win, I'm gonna have a fun time. And the worst right. is when like you almost think like for a while you might be in third place. Yeah, and you're like, third's oh, an interesting place to be in Mario Kart. I'm gonna make the leaderboard for once, and, and then, then comes no, a shell. just kidding, last right. place. You're you almost want to be in last place in the last lap, so you get like a light. Yeah, you get yeah, the blue shell and all that stuff. First to last in a second. Oh yeah, it's just like, well, that's not. That's not fair at all. Yeah. Well, and then too, what also drives me crazy is when you play in the two-player or even when you play by yourself and you play the faster speed things and yeah. you're playing it against the just the computer and everything, it drives me crazy, especially Toad. Oh, yeah. Toad will pass <laughs> me all the damn time. Yeah. And I'm just like, you were in we sixth go. two <laughs> seconds ago. Yeah, Why are what you ahead right so small? <laughs> I know. He's very and, aerodynamic, and to play, too, yes. like with his circular He head. must be. Yeah, and to play Toad's turn bike, turnpike is a nightmare, oh, too. God. That level is difficult. <laughs> My favorite is always Rainbow Road. Like, Rainbow, Rainbow Road is good. Because yeah. even like when you go night. shooting off into the depths of space, it's like, oh, well, this is just well, a new adventure. I'll just become an astronaut. So, but no, for that reason and that reason alone, just that I'm just not very good at it, but it's still a hell of a fun game to play. It is. All right. Well, since we're talking about Nintendo and since those you are like are 90% girl. of all of the games <laughs> I've played, I swear one of mine is a Nintendo game. We'll get to it in a minute. But this one is going to be love-hate relationship with Pikmin 1. So the very first installment of that. the Pikmin game. So hopefully Zach remembers like more or less the mechanics because for no one that's ever played Pikmin, it's more of a strategy game. Yeah. So you are this little dude, Olimar. He's about the size of like a double A battery. And the whole premise of the game is he's in a spaceship. He's having a good time, I guess, on on space cruise. And like he, things go wrong. He crash lands on this alien planet. And because he himself is an alien, he can't breathe oxygen. His ship has broken apart on entry into the atmosphere. And so he's like, holy crap, if I don't reconfigure my ship and build it all back together within 30 days, I'm going to run out of oxygen and die. So, but it's all packaged very yes, cutely. It's all packaged. It, right, it sounds it, very no, intense. That sounds really dire. <laughs> Olimar is adorable. It's all in like plants and stuff, right? <laughs> so, you, so Olimar, he lands on this alien planet. And in order to help him reconstruct his ship, he discovers these little native creatures called <laughs> these little critters like called Pikmin. Slavery. And they're like these little tiny, they're as big as Olimar. They're super small and adorable. And they come in three colors in the first game. There's red, blue, and yellow. And so the strategy component is each of the different types of Pikmin is really good at something or really bad at something. So mm-hmm. like the red Pikmin are fire resistant. So if you ever run into a fire-based puzzle, obviously you want a ton of red Pikmin. If you're in water, blue Pikmin, duh. If you want, I think in the first game, don't the yellow Pikmin do explosives? I don't know. I think they've got bombs, which is awesome. So yellow Pikmin can handle bombs, and like they've got really good aerodynamics, so you can throw them farther. Um, So (laughs) my main love-hate portion with just this first game comes from the time constraint. So this is actually something that didn't really come up in future games, which I thought was a big improvement. But in the first game, you had exactly 30 days mm-hmm. and certain things had to be accomplished on any given day because at night you have to go back up into the atmosphere or the native creatures, which are what you're trying to kill dead to get your ship back, will eat you. They'll kill you and steal all your Pikmin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not the actual Pikmin. They don't turn on you No, the night. Pikmin. <laughs> actually, there's one, there's one creature that makes your Pikmin 
insane and they do turn on you but <laughs> that's that's for later in the game so having a time constraint on a game like nothing is more stressful yeah. to me than like oh my god oh my god and like at the top of the screen for every day of the game there's like a meter that's like hey here's how much time oh, god. so like there's just meters on meters of time like you've only got this much time left in the game this much time left in the day yeah so a big strategic component is restarting days so like if you played a whole day and got nothing accomplished, found no parts of your ship, all your Pikmin died. You get to <laughs> Which re- can happen. Yeah, they which turn can into like little that ghosts. Can happen. Right? Yeah, they Don't turn they... into little ghosts. Yeah. They scream as they die. Oh, it crushes your soul. <laughs> so that we're getting to that. So a big part of this game is objectively, it's really easy. If you didn't care about the well being of your Pikmin, you could play that game no problem. Mm. They would all be dead but you would be successful. So the thing is, because it is such an easy game, the internal challenge of a gamer like me is, well, this is a really easy game. I've got to make it harder. Mm, So I'm one of the people that will play no-kill runs. So a no-kill run is if even one of your Pikmin dies, you start the day over. Interesting. You cannot progress. And I've done this for all the games so far, and it's hard. So the love-hate component comes from... Do I really want to do this? <laughs> Is this really? I mean, because there are certain levels that are so hard. I'm I've restarted just one level, just one day, fifty plus times because things yeah, just kept Jesus. going wrong. Either things kept going wrong, or the thing that I was trying to accomplish didn't happen in that day. And in the Pikmin One game, obviously that's an issue. So a lot of it is just me reflecting inward and going, why. Why am I doing this? (laughs) And then I look at my little Pikmin's faces and they look at me like I'm their god. And I'm just like, no, I'm doing the right thing. (laughs) They have to live. This is correct. (laughs) So it's it's just a constant internal struggle of me going, this is bullshit. I shouldn't have to do this. And then going, no, this is definitely the correct course. This is is right. So (laughs) it's definitely love-hate. And if it weren't for how adorable the Pikmin were, I'm sure it would be a lot easier. It's funny. There's a um, when you're talking about the no kill rule. There's I'm playing Metal Gear Solid Five right now, and it's like Splinter Cell or something like these stealth games. And if you go in, you get a huge bonus for not even like shooting a weapon or like oh. getting anyone's attention. Obviously, yeah. no kills or anything like that. So that's you great. Can, I love stealth mode. Oh, it's all. I mean, that's it's a really great game. But really I neat. do love putting that same sort of rules on myself yeah, when I'm playing like no kills. Yeah, obviously that's not a mode in the game. No, it it's just gives you a bonus. In my you know? mind. Right. I'm making my I own I want to play the best <laughs> way possible. Well, something like that for me, normally what I'll do is I'll try my best to be to do the stealth mode. Mm-hmm. And then if I alert one guy, I'm just like, I'm <laughs> going out, I'm going out in a blaze of glory. Well, it's what it's all, you know, just... <laughs> Let's See, do it. Let's danger. have a good time. That's the danger with Pikmin because no you're like, alive. if you get to the end of the day, maybe you've only lost one Pikmin and you're like, should I restart? <laughs> do I, I only lost dare, one. Dare I I've got 500 Pikmin on reserve. Does it matter? So it's That's just all, it's all in the soul. Yeah. It's very, very That's rough. <laughs> All right, so I think I want to throw it back to your number one. Oh, I think, God. Because I think, I think Zach and I, our, our number ones oh, are yeah, shared no, on, all like the same thing. Game. Yeah, we have an overlap. Oh, we have nice. an overlap, so I feel like instead of just breaking up that conversation, we might as well keep it all in also, one. Also, I'm so upset 
listeners, because Jarrett originally, Jer Jer Banks, was like, no, <laughs> one of my games is going to overlap with what, with your game. And I was like, sweet, we'll finally Which have one? something to talk about. We're getting to it, Zach. Oh, God. God. <laughs> Be patient. <laughs> Jesus, watch the movie. <laughs> but then he's like, oh, no, it actually is this other game. Just kidding. So, anyways, Jer-Jer my Jer-Jer number Banks. one, which probably could have been the only game that any of these people have played that I have also played, <laughs> you people? is Dark Souls for the yeah. PlayStation oh, you 3. Yeah, so I played a little little bit. Man, so, all these games I just play like barely a, like. A bit. Well, Dark there Souls, are a lot of games out there. Good excuse. There are. Yeah, there there's are. a lot of you games gotta out choose, there. Pick and choose where to spend and your with time. And Dark Souls in particular, there's so Pikmin and Phantom Hourglass, and the vast majority of the other games that I've played over my lifetime are objectively they're always on easy mode. It's like Zen mode or easy mode. They're not challenging. I'm just playing for fun. Mm. With Dark Souls, for me, it's a huge break from what I normally play in that it's not a first-person shooter, and it's not a game that Nintendo made, so why would I be playing it? <laughs> why did I buy this? It's really, really hard. So the hard. Difficulty, so if no hard. one has ever played Dark Souls, the difficulty level of Dark Souls is intentionally made to be incredibly hard. So... Just in terms of how many times I have had to rage quit the game, Mm. it's number one for a very good reason for me. So primarily, hopefully, Jared may or may not have gotten to them. Hopefully, did you finish the game? Oh, I'm not anywhere near close to finishing the game. Dare you ask me that. Oh my God. Okay. Well, there are really two main bosses that I had so much struggle with, <laughs> so many restarts, so much dying. It would be an optional boss, which is my own fault for being one of those people that wants to <laughs> pull, get all the stuff in the game. I will around percent complete this game, yeah. damn it. <laughs> so the optional boss of Knight Artorius, did you ever get to him? I've not got to him. Oh, okay, so Knight Artorius, he's awful. He's horrible. He's really, really fast. So as a boss, he's more he's much more humanoid than a lot of the other bosses you face. He's just like a big knight that used to be this super awesome dude, but then evil corrupted him. So now he's obviously trying to kill you, yes. and he's the bad guy. And he's so fast. And the character class that I usually choose is typically not fast. I'm usually like a barbarian or a knight or something, you know, big, strong, all yeah, that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I'm usually really slow. And I rely pretty heavily on things like projectiles for bosses that are really hard like this. So the biggest problem with this particular fight in terms of having to fall back on projectiles is at a certain point in the battle, periodically, so this will happen more than one time, one of Knight Artorius's moves is he will surround himself in this power-up aura, and if you don't break his concentration fast enough and stop him from completing this mysterious aura, he will become even more difficult. He becomes Mm. super powered, super OP, and so he's even faster. He does even more damage. His range is even longer, and it's just, if he actually gets to the point where he's OP, you have no chance, or at least I had no chance. So So you have to stop him from doing this. So you have to stop him from doing this, and most of your projectiles are not fast enough, and they're not powerful enough. So what do you do? You're meant to run at him, beat the crap out of him, mm. and then he'll is he breaks his concentration, he goes back to being normal and still just as hard. Right, still Obviously, really hard. Obviously, <laughs> I was sucked at that entire sequence of events, and it didn't occur to me to just, hey, maybe you should stand close to him the whole time. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so it was infuriating. 
But that's just Knight Arturius, arguably the boss that I struggled the most with, and a big part of what made the game so hard it would be the Four Kings. Did you get to the Four Kings? I'm, God, I'm, Jared. I'm, Jared didn't play. No, I played, but <laughs> like... I, I was telling you about this when we first start when we were talking about this episode and what we want to talk about in this Ugh, episode. That I, I'm so disgusted. For like the first, I played for five hours or more going the completely wrong oh, way yeah, at the yeah, beginning so of the Jared game. Jared was like extra <laughs> bad. See, this is why Jared Jared Binks is a really way. good nickname for you. Oh, <laughs> God. So anyways, recap the four nights. Really the biggest... Yeah, so well, you would think so. <laughs> so the Four Knights is a unique boss in that you have to go... Well, it's not a unique boss. You have to go to a specific area of the game to fight the Four... I'm sorry, the Four Kings. Is that what I said? The Four Knights. Oh, no, the four it's nights. the Four Kings. It's the uh, Four okay. Kings. Okay. My bad. <clears throat> so the Four Kings. So you have to go to the Abyss to fight the Four Kings. The Abyss is nothing. It's just a big black void. And once you drop down into it the four kings will appear. So you're just fighting these giant, they look really, obviously they look like, almost like nerve cells kind of. They're really weird. They don't look like kings at all, but um, they all wield very, very long range, long range weapons. Again, if you're a big, slow character like me, you that's not helpful. Pick, like, I know, I have to, I really, know, that's what next I time I play, am. I have to pick a different class because Good it was not working out small. for me. But, so it's a really difficult battle in the first place because the four kings, there's obviously four of them. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to fight these four different entities all at the same time. They're constantly circling and moving. So you think you're doing okay. And then right in the back, you get just the tip of one of their swords. <laughs> and it's like insta-kill. <laughs> and so you're just like death. super. That's just great. <laughs> because then you obviously have to restart. And you go back to your you campfire. You have to go back to the campfire. Right. So this is where things got really annoying <laughs> because just getting to the abyss is so hard in and of itself. Like oh, yeah. You have to go so far just to get to the abyss. And I cannot count the amount of times that I got really stupidly killed by just regular skeletons. Yeah. Just yeah. regular old skeletons because it's a really hard game. Even the things that aren't really bosses are still really hard. Hard. So it's just, well, I can't even get to the boss to fight him because I keep dying on the way to the boss. Right. And if so you do it get was there, just layers on layers of difficulty. And just, they, I had to take a breather, maybe just drink some tea, try to calm down, <laughs> just come game. back to it's it later. Yeah, no, that, that that's what drove me so crazy about it too, is because of that, that exact same thing. It's just like, I got to the boss. But oh, I got hurt so bad by everybody else on the way that here that I don't have, have any of my things yeah. to no refill chance. my health. So damn it, I might as well go all the way back to the campfire, yeah. refill my things, and run it again because I know I'm just going to die get from hit these guys. By any any enemy on the way there because they do so much damage. Because if I'm going to die and hits. lose all my souls, which I need to be able to power up, I don't want to lose my souls and then die. Have the risk dying again trying to recollect my souls when I'm fighting the boss. So I just like, I'd much rather die by the hands of an easier opponent than just go into a boss. I have no way to refill my health. Yeah, this is suicide. (laughs) That's the whole game. The whole game is suicide. suicide. It's just, well, why I should just stop. (laughs) That's why it's love hate because you love it. I love the difficulty. I love actually having a real challenge. And then you get to the challenge and you're like, I hate challenges. (laughs) I I don't like to be challenged. This is, I'm going to go play Pikmin. Oh, wait, I have all these other rules yeah no no dark souls is incredibly and that's what i've heard from anybody who the guy who told me about it is just like you're gonna want to pull your hair out and i was like yep 
Well, as soon as I played it, the first day I yeah. played it, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's an accurate I mean, assessment. I know I wanna, plenty I wanna... of people that played the first level a little bit better than Jared did. And even they were like, no, we're done here. Well, because it doesn't, It's it, there's literally nothing that tells you most games, you know, you'll have an objective marker on your map. Yeah, with something. Dark Souls, if you've never played, there's no, there's there's nothing. no direction. They no. don't let you know what's up. That's why I'm saying yeah. I went to the wrong area and was struggling for hours to get through this area You're just on your own. You're because on. Right i way. thought yeah. i was going the right way it seemed like the most e- easiest path but actually no the path i should have taken is right around this bush that's completely <laughs> hidden and you really can't see it unless you're right on top of it and that's the way you should have gone well it's your own bad for not exploring properly <laughs> i thought i did <laughs> I it's just like you know it's it, that's, that's what, dark no. souls for you no dark Souls. It, it's punishing it's so punishing but no you're but right it's, it's famously punishing. It's famous. that's, that's punishing. why people play it that's uh, everyone that plays and apparently dark souls it's love hates it apparently its predecessor, Demon Souls, is even harder. Oh God, that's what I've heard. Yeah, and so no, it I'm, is. I've, I didn't play. I my got, brother played Demon Souls, and I looked and watched him play it, and I was like, "He's better than me at bit video games. <laughs> if he's <laughs> dying player. this frequently, I stand no chance." That's why. That's honestly why I didn't get it because it's just at some point I was like, "I have other things I have to do." <laughs> as <laughs> much have, as I would I love to spend my whole time in this game, dreams <laughs> I have I can't, things to accomplish. It's just like. I feel like it would be something very similar to that South Park episode where they go and they're playing the World of Warcraft oh, yeah, episode yeah, yeah. Yeah, where they're spending this whole time just trying to power up enough to be able to kill this one boss right. and they do it and they're just like, okay, Yay. cool. What? Yeah. See, with Dark Souls, you're what, never going to be ready. What do we There's do? There's no point yeah. at which you're ready. Have you, did, have you beaten it? I beat it once. Oh, you I did? I haven't been able oh, to nice. beat That's it again. Impressive. That is impressive so enough it took in a lot. It, like it wasn't all at once. It took many months. But that's what I mean. But coming that, back to it. But that's what I mean. If like th- that's how I feel, I would be with it. I would just finish it and be like, never again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take so it like away. I restarted to half. try to be different character classes because obviously the way you play the game dictates how easily it's going to go. So my strategy next time is I'm going to be way more lightweight. I'm going to be like a thief or something spry. Yeah. And then I'm going to have like um, what what's the what's the class called where you're really good at like praying. Like clerics, yeah. something like that. Yeah, actually, yeah. prayer. Yeah, yeah. it's more. It's like holy it. power. There yeah. we go. So it's like holy power, divine power, which of course is really good against certain types of evil. Mm-hmm. So there's another boss that would be particularly helpful for. I'm not actually sure if it would be good against four kings, which I should probably check up on before yeah. I decide to replay. <laughs> no, I'm with you on that. I always like in RPGs, like Dragon Age. I, you, I could be the mage. I could be the rogue. But no, I'm always going to choose the knight because I like. I just like I that, always that class. Choose this, like the wood elf that's good at archery. You know, that's always been my thing. That's long funny. range, man. That's a yeah, good strategy. I just, I just Except like the, the in cool. the case of Knight Artorias. Really <laughs> that, will, that will just backfire completely. Yeah, don't really do backfires. It. Don't, don't do that. No, nah, I just, I just like having the cool armor sets and the big swords and stuff like that that come with the knight, the the warrior classes and those kind of games. So that's the danger there the for me thing. is if I feel like my armor and weapons don't like look fly enough. Yeah, Even if it's the next level up, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm well, go back to my old armor. but I look so much cooler in this worse yeah. armor. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. do I want to go out in style? Do right. I want to die looking good, or do I want to no, succeed like looking That's a real like conflict. Trash. I, I hit that. No, as well. I, I have that too. RPGs. I've done that. I've Destiny done that playing. Has yeah, that for me. I've like, done that playing. Well, what's playing the Dragon point if I can't look super right. fine? Like, this the is a great helmet. Fuck, it looks stupid. Dumb as hell. This hairstyle is awful. Shit. Okay. Yes, Dark Souls is an incredibly hard game. It's we all pick. love, hate that game. But let's move on to another one that I think equally 
If there was a camera, you would see me pivoting. I was about to say he's pivot. turning towards Zach. I'm pivoting Zach. to Zach. Jared, Jared Signifying how I'm kind of locked out of this conversation. <laughs> you'll be a part. You can ask me questions. You'll be a part of it. I'm just like witty quips. It's just like <laughs> I'm, in the mid- I'm in the middle of the table and they're on the other side. So I'm just yeah. sitting here and I was engaged with moving on that one. So I was pivoted to her. Now, <laughs> now, now, now I'm pivoting. To Three point pivoting. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Another game that I yes. think equally, not to the near the extent, but equally has a very large group of people who love, hate it. Yes. And it's both of our number one. Is Destiny? Yes, I think let's that talk, makes sense. Let's talk about it. Let's, let's talk. talk about Destiny it's for been, a little while. It's been what a year since it, it just, came out. Yeah, they just hit their year one. They just released their first bit. Like they've had the the smaller expansions. Of the <laughs> if you want to call them that, yeah. I mean, there's a couple <laughs> extra levels and stuff like that. Now that you know, um, the Dark Below and the House, House of, of Wolves. Yeah, and now they just came out with their first like legit. Big sequel, expansion sequel, game. yeah. Was, Basically, it, Destiny Two is kind of how they're right. looking at it. With um, which I think there will actually be a Destiny Two, but for right now, they're still just rolling with Destiny. Well, yeah, well, but the Taken King was just released, right? And you got it. I got it. Well, let's let's stay away from that for the time being, right? Because, because we'll, I we'll circle back around. We'll yeah, circle we'll, back we'll around. Come back to it. Let's just start with the game when it came out. The just the initial volume one, year one. Yep. And because I didn't even get any of the expansion packs either. That's how. That's how. I mean, I I got off board pretty quickly. Yeah. So, and you're someone that probably has clocked in a little bit more hours than I did. Yeah. Even though I bet you we're still the same. We hit the same level. Oh yeah. I think I mean, everybody. Did. Everybody had to lock you know, in. I didn't stop, I mean, unless you got right, the I, unless you got the you didn't get the expansions. I don't know if you could. Yeah, level maybe up if you didn't light, get the expansions yeah, and stuff like that. High, perhaps, yeah. Perhaps I don't. Right. I don't know how that works because no. I again, this is the extent of my love hate with it. I still bought everything. Sure. Came, well, you know. I know, and trust me, I'm tempted, and I really want to get the Taken King. But let's just talk about what you really like about Destiny okay. right off the bat. Like, what works for you? What really works for me, in and of itself, is that it is a great first-person shooter mm-hmm. with yes. that it really well incorporates role-playing game qualities. Mm. It has the you know, the promise of you're playing the game to get loot, which right. that will attract anyone and keep anyone involved. Mm-hmm. If you know that there's the possibility of getting something bigger and better if I just play longer, <laughs> you know. I know, but that's the tough thing. You know, even right there, other games that I've done that with, there's an incentive and there is a engagement and like some sort of story or a reason mm-hmm. for doing it. In right. Destiny, I felt empty inside for <laughs> trying to get the loot and clocking in more and more hours. I'm like, right. what am I really working towards? Just, you know, like well, for other games, it's more integrated into the story, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. You stumble upon, you happen, as you get farther into the game, you happen upon better gear. Mm. And you're just like, oh, this is awesome. But no, that, that that's why I agree with you too. That's where it backfires. And that's where the majority of my love-hate with it, with it stems from, is that I played so damn long in yeah. that game. Yeah. And I would just get shitty material guns shitty well, armor right you know and it's just like and the only ways to really get the good stuff was to do the raids you know uh, uh yeah vault of glass and crota's end but i've never played the raids why because <laughs> they do not have matchmaking yes <laughs> boom you have to have a group of enough people that you know and are friends with on or six? six you have to have so you six need six friends you need who five, has six five just, including, just to participate oh, in a raid who has just to do friends? these raids nobody to have to have the biggest chance friends. i think you can do you could i mean now you can take off or you had to be at least level 26 to do it mm-hmm. in year one to do the first raid you had to be which was vault of glass you had to be level 26 to do it and then and then yeah you had to have friends to do it i think you could once you hit level 26 because i actually did i started it 
completely by myself, but I'm like, this is just going to be a couple, this is going to be a waste of my time. The raid? You yeah, did the, it by yourself? I started it. Right. But I was How like, this is going to, oh, I didn't even go very far. I just yeah. wanted to see if it was possible to play sure. it by yourself. And it was, but, but no, you, to do it and to, and, but I think some of it locks in, it locks it in where you have to have multiple people at certain stages to be able to do certain, like to unlock a door. I'm not, again, cause I haven't played it. I'm not completely yeah. sure. Yeah. But, but no, that is so restrictive. I know. And like, the, and the I same... would love to play it, but no, I don't have six people on my, on my, uh, in my game, in my gamer buddy sure. list and that, what if that are going to be on all the same time. Sure, sure. And the stuff. flip side of that coin is I have uh, a group of three people, really solid people that I constantly play with mm-hmm. online. So there's four of us. And when the game first came out, I don't think match or um, multiplayer wise, God, there was... I don't know if we could do any of the multi because it was all teams at three. I'm thinking of control. Aww. I'm thinking of um, no. Those the the crucible you could do. You didn't have to have a set fire team to do. Some of the some of the um, but it the, was four of there those. was a strike. There was the strikes. The the nightfall strikes you had to have people to do, and that one was three. Well, and I that, was thinking, but I'm thinking that I had too many people. I couldn't do certain things. Like I couldn't do the three on three matches. That was like the hardcore mode or whatever. Oh. And there was like a control. There was control, but I think that's five on five or six on six. But there was something about not having enough people. Like I, you can only have three people in your fire team, right? Yeah. So the fourth guy got left out constantly. Yep. yep. So there was some confusion about. I don't know. Am I in this round? Yeah. I don't know if we were able to play together when it first came out. I'm sure maybe they fixed that sense, but I, I do remember vividly that there would be too many of us to do most of the things, right. which is the flip side of that coin. Either you have enough or you don't have too many. You right. Know? And really, like, if there's not a logical middle ground there, it's well, and just it's like, so hard to deal and with. And it's like, I, 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 understand, things that I understand the point of not having the matchmaking in the fact that you're not going to get stuck with somebody who just does not carry their weight. You're going into it with... With a group of people that you know you're going to be able to do it, sure. but that's so restrictive. When people, when like me, I knew, I had two. I knew at the time when it first came out, I had two friends who right. played it enough, but they were able to play it more, and so they were level twenty six. Like one time, I remember I joined a buddy's party, and he had some of his friends on, and they were going to do Vault of Glass, and they were like, "Oh, you're only level twenty four. Well, Sorry." An, an article recently came out of a guy. Uh, he, I think he's, he must be a video game writer. He must write about video games, mm-hmm. but he was uh, the title of it. I kind of skimmed through it. Well, no, I kind of read the whole thing, but it was um, <laughs> "Why Destiny Makes Me Feel So Alone." He got the game oh. a lot later than all most of his friends did, and he felt so left out and left behind with mm-hmm. all this stuff they're talking about, all this stuff they're doing. And so it was interesting to get a take of somebody that just would purchase Disney like, you know, now mm-hmm. where they would be in kind of a lot of, cause I feel, I feel left out. I mean, I stopped yeah. playing and a lot of people kept leveling up. They even, even Crota, like the God that you kill. And now the other one that comes like, I'm not, con, you know, I'm not up to speed on so many right. things, which is my fault, but it's because the first volume or whatever you want to call it lacked any sort of, for me, engaging story yeah there was nothing there for me to sink my teeth in there was a lot of ambiguity about the darkness and about these alien races that you don't get any information on which bummed me out compared because this is Bungie we're talking about who made right. Halo one of my favorite series of all time and you get such great backstories about who you're fighting their mm-hmm. weaponry weaponry and all that stuff yeah and it's so cool and it's so interesting and this they just kind of leave it out. Well, and it just came out. There was a. The, the, it just came out as part of, I believe, the dealing, the fallout of having to deal with a lawsuit from Martin and uh, Martin O'Donnell. No, the Michael, mu- not the musician, Marty yeah, O'Donnell. Yeah, Marty the O'Donnell. Musician, because oh. they remember they fired him, right? Because or, for so, un, one, yeah. no, he was he was let go. Yeah, like they they fired him without cause, but he won his lawsuit against it. But during the proceedings of that, it came out that the story of Destiny did go. 
it was supposed to be released a year before it was. Oh, okay. But that, but when it was getting up to that, like, no, we want to change some of the story. And they like completely redid a I lot heard of the that. story. Yeah, yeah. I and actually, that's what, and I think that's what led to a lot of the, the issues where people are just like, mm, this story really blows. And yeah. the story did blow. It did. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hold back about that. It really was not yeah, that good. It was not really engaging. You just yeah. went, you shot a bunch of guys and you listened yeah. to Peter and Dinklage talk to you. with like, even g- going against AI enemies that are like, you do like a free roam on the moon, which is something you can do. You can go yeah. to the moon and you can do a free roam. How easy is it to just kill thousands because of enemies? Because they don't level up c- comparatively to you right um, and even if they that, do yeah. i don't even think they're that hard. like nothing i never felt like this is a difficult thing and grant i never did the raids and i heard those really tough but the they raids sound are tough, apparently very but, hard but they sound like they take like nine hours to do they yeah. sound like crazy weird and tough like they don't sound... you have to set aside a huge chunk of time to do it yeah, like i've like heard puzzles. some people like it taking some people to beat vault of glass like five or six hours right. oh my god god i don't is have there, that give me a middle ground please yeah like they're either too easy or like okay you guys went hard here you go it's like <laughs> jesus christ yeah you <laughs> have for it. <laughs> so, so th- that is honestly where it came up because, yeah, n- now here we are taking King year two of Destiny. And yeah, I, I actually just posted on Facebook the other day. I was just like, hey, Destiny friends, <laughs> I really want to play Vault of Glass and Crota's End. And th- it's that way with the raids and Trials of Osiris that came out with that was the new mode that came out with uh, House of Wolves, where it's basically three, three member teams, three on three teams, and it's round based elimination. So it's you go and you play it, mm-hmm. you know, you kill the whole other team, you won that round. And it's the best out of five, uh, that I think. Sounds fun. It, no, it looks awesome. And yeah. you get like sweet rewards from yeah, that too. That so I went to play it the first one, House of Wolves came out. Sorry, you need a fire team. Yeah. <sighs> you don't have any, yeah. And so it's now the cool thing is, is that the Bungie, the community, uh, not the Bungie, the Destiny community, the people who play it, they saw this as an issue and, and then they set up their own like websites and forums where people looking to finish these things can meet up with other people right. looking to do the same. And again, so yes, that is partially on me that I did not do that and have not done that yet for this year one. But, but at the same time, it's it, so hard to find that to? much time. Yeah, exactly. You, know? you shouldn't With have such to. such a high barrier to entry. Exactly. Like yeah. that's the that's an issue for me with a lot of games is just I shouldn't have to do this much work just exactly. to play the game. Right, I know. Mm-hmm. I know. And that's a huge thing with it. And and this game had a lot of hype coming out. This I mean the budget for it was well, enormous. You, yeah, and but you think about what it is, it's like it's basically, you know, it's a role. Uh, it's it's similar in style, I guess, to like Warcraft, where you're playing in this in this universe where people can just jump in anytime. You know, and you're sure. playing against people but, from all over the place, which, which is a great concept and a great idea. But there's yeah. some sort of there's something wrong with the execution there. I don't know what it is, but I never. I still feel like when I'm wandering around, it's just like every now and then I'll run into somebody. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. There's somebody doing right. something, but like we never hook up. Like we never like let's be on the fire team together. Like that stuff like that. Doesn't you would have happen. to wait. You have to wait for public events to happen, which are randomly right. spawn things. And, and then it's even, like, and then even then it's not like you're forced to take part. Right. No, you don't have to. Even though I, I, when the, when I was playing it, when it first came out, those were very rare. I heard mm-hmm. they made it more frequent. Because yeah, they're, they're cool they, when they did happen. Oh Everyone yeah, did, oh, and you get some nice this. rewards and yeah. stuff. You would get some uh, like legendary legendary materials to be mm-hmm. able to advance your stuff, and so it worked out really well. But no, that was the biggest thing, and the biggest cause of my love hate behind Destiny is that I felt like I had to do so much to grind away. And just sure. toil and toil and toil trying to get good stuff, but yet knowing that there was some stuff out there that other people had that I could not get. Right. Absolutely just could not get this it. stuff. It doesn't, there's only Iron, uh, the Iron House or Iron Wolves, there's only place in multiplayer where it actually makes a difference, right? There's the only, Crucible? The Crucible. Yeah, the Crucible is, is the multiplayer. Yeah, but, but the multiplayer, most of it, they, they all get evened out. 
from to my knowledge. Yes, and there's yes. only one game type that comes around. Every the Iron Banner. The Iron, exactly, the Iron yep. Banner, where the, it actually does matter. Mm-hmm. And then if you're doing the campaign, you can use the cool weapons. But like I said before, I don't think you have to. No. So it's just, I mean, unless you like choose endless. to level up the le- to make it really hard. Yeah, okay. Once you beat them, you can go back and replay them and you can up the, the difficulty can, level. Uh, which might be worth with, it. And they really help too in the uh, the nightfall strikes, the strikes that they have, the mm-hmm. weekly strikes and then the daily strike or whatever that they have. That it's really helpful there because the nightfall strikes are hard. If your yeah. whole fire team dies, you start over. No, yeah. And it's in. I like that stuff though. No, like no, that, no, that no. Gets, that's that's fun. That that's really that's that you have to have that much and like it makes the really intense battles that much more intense. Exactly. And, and then, but then that was also with House Wolves that I really like. They added the Prison of Elders, where it's basically you just go through these different stages and fight different ways of enemies. Those are really fun okay. because you got some cool uh, gear out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, but now it's they came out with year two. And what's kind of annoying with that is year two gear is going to be better than year one gear. Right. So, so all now at this like point, there's void. really not even that that much of a big reason for me to go back and play the sure. Vault of Glass and Crota's End, only for the fact that. I want to do it just to get the story yeah. out of it because yeah. like you, I know you kill Crota and that's the big deal right. of Crota's end. Right. But you know, now taking King is like referencing that and everything. Right. And, well, man, and I'm so it's really far behind with all that stuff. Exactly. You know? And so, which now is cool because now they're packaging it. You can buy, you know, the taking King at the store. If you buy the digital copy or, or the, uh, the digital and or in store, you know, physical copy of it. And it gives you destiny, Dark Below, House Wolves, Everything. and Taken King. And it's only 60 bucks, so that's awesome. And oh, wow. What's what's great about Destiny is the moment-to-moment gameplay is actually fun. I mean, oh, the, the, it's, ton, it's tons of fun. It's tons of fun. I mean, they, well, they, I was about to say, it sounds like there's nothing good. I know. I, know. I want to no, no, no. make a point. That, yeah, there's a lot of fun things about it. And it does a lot of things well. Yes. But it doesn't do one particular thing excellent. And I, I or, or, it's something like that. Because they try to be an RPG. They try to be an MMO. They try to be a first-person They're kind of merging all these things. And they kind of hit a good level with a lot of it, but there's just a feeling of, what is this game? Right. But I will say, I love the multiplayer, the Mm -hmm. Crucible. It is fun. Because I get my ass handed to me in there (laughs) on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. but it's so difficult, and it's just like, whenever you have that one round where you do do really well, I'm Mm -hmm. just like, oh, yeah, that was fun. It is fun. And you just got to keep playing it again. I, I will... I will get new games and play them for a few days, and then be like, oh, "I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play Destiny real quick, just like on my lunch break or something like that." And I'll mm-hmm. play, and I'll sit down and play it, and then just be hooked into Destiny again for like a week, and just be like, yeah. "Man, I, I gotta get back into right. the Crucible there and just do better." A lot of fun about it. Even like I remember loading it up on my Xbox when I got it for Xbox One. The loading screen, the artwork, and the mm-hmm. whole oh, it's a beautiful game. Yeah, the music, the it's gorgeous. The whole ideas behind it. I wish it felt bigger. You yeah. know, the the planets don't even feel that big to me, but. No. And there's so many things that I see in the uh, artwork, like during that loading screen mm-hmm. or whatever, that I'm like, where is that? Like, does that yeah. exist? You know, because that looks really cool. No, I again, yeah, it does a lot of things well. It's a very beautiful game and all that, but it just it just had those the basically the big thing of not it's it's supposed to be this huge community based game. You don't feel that, and there's just not it, you don't. Feel they it. made it very difficult to have the community behind right. it. You can run up to people in the social areas and be like, invite them to your fire team, fire team, and do that. But They're then you're hoping that the other person is going to be like, yeah, I got time to take down right. to take down Crota, right? They don't have you know, five to six hours exactly. to set aside in their day. All this being said, Destiny is number one for that because I just literally yeah. cannot stop playing it right. because of all the things. It's such that a great game. It is such a great I game with, with some very huge... <laughs> 
Right. Things that are wrong with it, right? It's, yeah, but yeah. they seem to be really. But the great thing about it is Bungie has been really good about listening to the community too. When they, you know, and making small changes through their patches and through, as the game has gone on, and then now it seems like they made great strides in making the game fantastic. When with the release of Taken King, so I'm really I'll, interested I, in seeing. I'll how be it curious goes. if I. You get, should get it. Taken King. You I should feel behind. You should get it. And I'm I like, think do I really want to re-enter this world. You should. Look, yeah, you should. I, I think, should. I think you should. Okay. It's. I think I'll it's worth it. it. I just so. bought Metal Gear though, so I gotta go through that. Nah. That's a great game. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Team Chat Podcast. Thanks for listening in, and we will be back shortly in the next couple of weeks with another episode. So stay tuned. Peace out. See y'all. Hey, this is Jared, and I just had a couple notes before we sign off on this episode. If you have any questions or comments about the episode, please feel free to email us at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter and ask your questions there at at teamchatpodcast. Also, I just wanted to let you all know about our Patreon page where you can go and subscribe. It's at patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast. It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N com slash team chat podcast and you can go and subscribe and you'll get some cool perks like getting the episodes early before the general release as well as some other content that we'll be giving out we appreciate your support and we hope you'll keep coming back for more episodes